0: Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Got a lot of people said they would be out this morning traveling and going different places. I told somebody, I said, I hope the Lord don't come back on a holiday. Amen. <laughs> hope he don't fix Christmas, Easter, a holiday to come back. So, amen. But that's okay. Amen. Amen. Um, <clears throat> Uh, I just feel like the Lord wants uh, wants me. I felt like I got ready to do the announcements. I felt like the Lord said that to go right into this um, service. I mean, right into my message this morning. I'm preaching on fear and anxiety and <clears throat> and, and, and worry. And so, <clears throat> uh, I just uh, Chrissy and Dwayne is taking care of our youth, and let's give them a big hand. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. If you got a question about any of that, we will turn that over to you in a minute. Amen. I heard Jensen Franklin say, man, the youth are crazy these days. Amen. So, amen. Um, praise the Lord. You guys can be dismissed whenever. Thank you guys for worshiping with us. All the kids were shaking people's hands and stuff this morning, so let's give the Lord a hand for that and just bless them. Will you continually pray? I in a a message out to Pastor John and Amanda, Chrissy, last night to really be praying for their for their groups because God is um, we're just asking God to do a great thing. Amen. Praise the Lord. The women's ministry, we had a great I come by here and I left I tried to leave quick. Um, the nursery, we had great many kids down there in the nursery, but uh, the ladies' movie night I think turned out turned out great. You ladies like that movie? Wasn't that good? Wasn't that good? I thank Tammy and for all of them for putting that for putting that on the time and effort that she puts in that. We got a great Bible study coming up. But anyway, we're gonna. Don't let me forget to take the offering. Say, take up the money, preacher. We don't want to forget to take up the money. Lord have mercy, amen. But I felt like the Lord wanted me to get right into my uh, message uh, uh, this morning. We all we all battle. Uh, I think I can say all. At some time or another, we all battle <coughs> weary and in fear and anxiety. Excuse me, in our in our life. So this week, I just felt like the Lord laid upon my uh, laid upon my heart to um, speak on this. I know we've been speaking the last five or six weeks on the uh, spirit of the Holy Ghost and, and the spirit and what the spirit does. How many you've been enjoying what the spirit of the Holy Ghost can do <coughs> do in our life? But um, just the just the other day, I was uh, I was going along and just something all of a. I think I mentioned this last week. At, uh, I call them spiritual drive-by shootings. Everything's going back. Everything's going good in your life. Seems like things are running smooth, and then all of a sudden, it's just something just hits you um, out of nowhere, and, and it's in that fear and that anxiety and. Um, And then that fear and and anxiety and worry starts playing on your emotions, doesn't it? Starts playing on all of your uh, emotions and you say, well, it's just ladies that deal with their emotions. No, I know a lot of emotional men. (laughs) All the ladies, you might want to help me out a little bit. So I get a little emotion myself sometimes. But I want to go to the book of Joshua and we're going to tackle this. Tell your neighbor we're gonna tackle this uh, this fear and anxiety we're and where Joshua chapter one and verse uh, six through uh, six through uh, nine Joshua one six through nine and then we're gonna skip over just to verse seventeen and eighteen to finish out our text this morning. The Bible says to be strong and courageous Joshua one chapter six. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit. The land I swore to their ancestors to give them. This is the promised land. To you and I, it's the new covenant. To, to you and I, it's the promises of God, what he has for us. How many of you want all the promises of God? The Bible says they're yea and amen. Verse 7. Be strong and very courageous, Joshua. Be careful to, to obey all the law my servant Moses gave to you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left. That you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night. That you may be careful to do everything that is written therein. And here we go again. Listen to what he tells Joshua. Then you will be prosperous and successful. In verse 9. Have I not commanded you? Here it is. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Go, verse seventeen. Just as we fully obeyed Moses, so we will fully obey you. Only may the Lord be with. Excuse me. Only may the Lord your God be with you as He was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your word and does not obey it, whatever you may command them will be put to death. Only here it is again. Only let's say it together. Be strong and be courageous. Be strong and be uh, courageous. Joshua and the children of Israel have walked around in the wilderness for 40 years. And God is getting ready to take them in a transition point in their life. I like to call it a paradigm shift. God is getting ready to take them from, the, one place in the Bible says, uh, from glory to glory, God is getting ready to transition them to something greater in their life. They're not going to be walking around in the wilderness uh, eating manna anymore. They're getting ready to eat from the spiritual works of the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament as we see it. They're getting ready to move into something greater than they've never experienced in their life. And they've got to make this transition point. They've got to make this crossing. They've got to move forward. And they've got to cross the Jordan River to get into their inheritance. You and I have a great inheritance that God has promised you and I. It's laid out in the New Covenant. It's laid out, the Bible calls it, the kingdom of God. And God wants us to prosper. God wants us to be in health. God wants us blessed. God wants our family blessed. God wants our children blessed. God wants our children and our children's children's blessed. As I look through the Old Testament in the book of Deuteronomy, God wants our children's 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 blessed again. God wants to do great and mighty things in our life. And that is under the old covenant. Now again we come to the new covenant that God has for you and I walking in healing and power and prosperity that the cross applied for us after the resurrection. Can you say amen? And the children of Israel are getting ready to make that transition. And God makes it very clear to Joshua because God knows at every transition point in your life, At every moving of a transition, a paradigm shift into something greater that God has for you, there is going to be the enemy that camps out at that transition point. And the enemy that always camps out at that transition point from God moving in your life to healing to To health and prosperity and God doing great things in your children, in your grandchildren, in your your family that we've been promised. Every time God turns it up a little bit and wants to take us into that next transition point, guess who shows up? The enemy shows up and God knew right at the beginning, right at that point, God knew That he needed to let Joshua and the children of Israel and the leaders know that the enemy is going to camp out right here before you cross over. Come on. He's going to to camp out right here before you cross over. So God told Joshua right up front, Be strong and courageous for the Lord your God, Joshua, is with you. And here comes that spirit that real enemy that First Timothy verse 1, verse 17 tells you and I about. It says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear. Let's say it together. The spirit of fear, wary, the spirit of anxiety, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Let's say that together. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, of worry of anxiety, but of a sound mind. That is the first thing that God tells Joshua before the crossing over. Be strong, Joshua. Be courageous, Joshua. Don't be afraid. Don't worry. And don't have anxiety. You're looking at over a million people that have to cross this Jordan River. This is a big Task. Get your leaders together. Congregate them together. Because if you're not, there's going to be some old doubting Thomases in the building and in the tribe of Judah. And there's going to be some people scattered out. They're going to have doubt and fear and worry and anxiety. And it's going to float all the way through the camp. And you're not going to you're not going to move from a great opportunity that God has in your life. Because of worry and fear and anxiety, Joshua, do not be afraid. Be of good courage, for I am with you, Joshua. What amazed me about this story, God did not tell Joshua, here is the seven points to leadership before you cross, because you're going to have to know them. Joshua, this is not the three points of how you preach in the promised land with prosperity. Joshua, here's not the two points of great wealth going into the promised land. But Joshua, I'm telling you, make this loud, and I'm going to tell you over and over, Joshua, where it gets down in your spirit, not in your head but down in your spirit. In my head? No, down in my spirit. For when my head is telling me crazy things, when my head is having all this anxiety and all this fear and all of this worry, it has to come about in my spirit, man. Kevin, don't be afraid. Don't be anxious. Don't be worried. For the Lord thy God is with thee. God knew if he kept Joshua from the spirit of fear and worry and anxiety, that Joshua and the entire army would defeat and conquer every battle that they came their way. For what stops you most of the time in your battle that the enemy comes against you with is fear and anxiety and worry. And if he can stop you there, he'll stop you at the next battle point. He'll he'll stop you at the next thing that you're trying to succeed in the work of God. If he can get worry and fear and anxiety inside of your head. For fear, I wrote this down. Why did fear and anxiety and worry have them, have them to be defeated? Because fear lies to us. Fear paralyzes us. Fear torments our mind. Fear speaks to paralyze your faith. So it lies, it paralyzes, it torments our mind. It paralyzes our faith for the belief. Because the, the difference between faith, there's fear, or you have fear, and you don't have faith. Fear and worry and anxiety, it affects. Listen to what it affects. It affects our health. It affects us moving into what God has prepared and laid out for our assignment. It keeps us from living in joy and peace in the Holy Spirit. Can you say amen from that? It keeps us from enjoying those around us and our family. It keeps us from happiness. It keeps us from walking out our destiny. It keeps us in all kinds of emotional mess. Fear and weary and anxiety, I wrote down, can really take you down to nothing, my friend. And it is a spirit and it's an evil demonic spirit that will torment you to the end. It will torment you so much that there is this thing called, listen, suicide that this evil demonic spirit thirsts on. This may, his main goal is to take you there and drop you off at the end of no the road of no return. And God knew that this demonic spirit was about to attack Joshua and the children of Israel. And that's why He made it loud. And he made it clear. And he told them over and over and over again. Because he knew this demonic spirit of fear that they couldn't see with their natural eye. But it was in the spirit just as much as it was in the New Testament. It, that spirit, demonic spirit was in the Old Testament. And he had to step out and tell his prophet, listen, if you're going across into your next transition, do not be afraid, be of good courage, for the Lord thy God is with thee. Amen. David made it very clear in Psalms 91 in verse 5. He said, you will not fear, listen, you will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the error that flies by day. When I read that passage of Scripture, it came upon me, Lord was just speaking to me. The enemy loves to bring fear and anxiety and worry upon you in the midnight hour. He usually sounds the alarm at night. The enemy comes in those midnight hours when you're laying beside your wife in bed or laying beside your husband and they've already gone to sleep, and you get up in the middle of the night and kind of walk the floor with all this anxiety and all this fear and all of this worry. I know when I was going through that it situation, that sickness with with me, the devil was at nighttime. Tina was asleep and Marta was asleep, and I couldn't sleep. I was trying to take the pain medicine that they was giving me, and it was making me Lulu. I'm Lulu anyway, but it was making me Lulu. And and, 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 and any in the fear. Listen, the fear and the anxiety and the worry tormented me in the early hours of the morning. And David said, God spoke to him, David, do not fear the terror by night, nor the error that flies by day. He attacks in those midnight hours to extend the danger and the calamity and the dread upon your mind coming at an all-out attack, smashing you and lying and crushing your spirit to destroy your mind at all costs. But remember, the devil is a liar. He is the demon of fear and he will attack you. Matthew chapter 10 says in verse 1, Jesus summoned all of his 12 disciples and he gave them this authority. He said, I'm giving you an authority all over all unclean spirits that you cast them out and you cast them away. This morning I take authority over that lion demon of weary and fear and anxiety. I stand up as a man of God and speak over to your life. I bind that demon spirit of fear and weary and anxiety. Your grandkids, your kids are going to grow up. You seek God. You pray. And the hand of God is going to come upon them and take them places you never thought, you never imagined, and you never dreamed. I hate you, devil. I bide you, Satan. In Jesus' name, they will prosper. They will move forward. The lying things, the enemy just throws at our minds. See, anxiety means to unleash a nervous thought in an event of a person or problem I cannot control. Worry means to mentally dwell on trouble of a chronical, excuse me, concern. Fear can sustain To anxiety and worry. Worry can grow into anxiety and fear. It's all pretty much the same thing. If you're making notes, write this down. As much as you know the presence of God by peace, you also know the presence of Satan by fear and worry and anxiety. That's why I believe that no fear, worry, and anxiety is brought on. That's why I know and believe that fear, and worry, and anxiety is brought on by the spirit of the enemy. Can you say amen? Write this down. The root of all anxiety, fear, and worry is the enemy. The root of all anxiety and fear and worry is the enemy of trying to make you believe you are an orphan spiritually. Let me explain. The enemy is trying to make you believe you're a, your heavenly Father has left you and is not returning. And you will walk out feeling like your heavenly Father does not care. That is the point of all worry, anxiety, and fear. Your heavenly Father is crazy about you. I am crazy about Marta. I adore my daughter. I get to care for her. I get to love her. I get to supply her needs. I get to be with her. But church, nobody can love you like Jesus. Your heavenly Father loves you. Somebody needs to hear this unconditionally. Your heavenly Father adores you. I want to repeat that again. Your heavenly Father loves you unconditionally. Well, I did this, and, and Pastor, I did that, and I probably should have did this, and I probably should have did that. And you know, back there, uh, I should have forgave that one. And the enemy just brings that stuff over in my mind, wary and fear and anxiety. That God doesn't really care about your problems now, Kevin, because He's busy taking care of everybody else. And so you're alone, you're by yourself. You're going to have to figure this all out by yourself on your your own, Kevin. Your Heavenly Father loves you with such an unconditional love. Your Heavenly Father cares about the hairs on your head. The ones you have and don't have, Sister Christina told somebody. Yeah, Brother Dale. Your Heavenly Father is crazy about you. Our Heavenly Father wants us to, our Heavenly Father wants to daddy, listen to this, daddy us through every struggle, every pain, and every thought, and every difficulty that we face. Our Daddy Father God, He wants to walk us through every struggle, every pain, and every thought, and every difficulty that we face. Because he loves you with an unconditional love. So how do I get rid of worry and fret and anxiety in my life? How do I get rid of this stuff? You know, I had an incident this week that I had mentioned that was like a spiritual drive-by shooting. And I... I thought to myself, Lord, what am I going to do? And this fear and this anxiety and this worry, how many know what I'm talking about? Just cloud our minds. And I mean to tell you, by the time the enemy got done with me, I was the worst thing on planet Earth. Come on. Come on. By the time he got done with me, I was an unfit husband, an unfit dad, an unfit preacher, an unfit uh, uh, brother. I was just unfit when he got done with me. Come on, look at being so spiritual. I was unfit. Three hours later, I'm seeking God and praying God. I feel the Spirit of the Lord. My heavenly Father come and took me up in His arms. That fear, anxiety, and that worry. So how do I get rid of this mess? How do I get rid of it when I'm in the midst of a storm? How do I get rid of it when I'm right in the middle of it? How do I get rid of it when I'm getting ready to go into it? How do I get rid of this Weary, fear, and anxiety. Number one. Right off, consider them. The worry, the fear, and the anxiety. Right off, consider them agents of the enemy. The devil, listen to this. The devil will do anything he can to destroy you. Let me say this to the older generation. The devil, and I'll never forget this. Actually, my father-in-law said this, and I'll never forget this. The devil does not care how long it takes to get you just so he gets you. Come on, older generation. You might have been walking with the Lord a long time. The devil doesn't care. You haven't drawn your last breath yet, and he's still after you. I see some older generation has walked with God for years. And how many of you know that we're living in the end time? I feel the Holy Ghost. That we're living in the end time. Brother Mark, you've been in church all your life. And I'm seeing people that have walked with God for years, Sister Tina. It's become cold and indifferent. You can see them in town somewhere out at Walmart. I don't preach much on this, but Walmart, and you can see them everywhere else. But Pastor, I don't have time to come to church. But I'm telling you, the devil doesn't care. I don't care if I don't care if you're a little baby, he, he don't, he, he'll kill still and destroy and I don't care if you're 85. he comes to kill still and destroy. So don't think you got it in the bag until you hear the cake click behind you. right off consider them the agents of the enemy to destroy your life. And listen, and to rob you of your joy, worry and fear and anxiety just set, just sets there in our life, and the enemy just sets there to intimidate you about what is the most of the time not going to happen. Once again, I tell the story of myself when I got sick. All the lies, guys, you got to hear this. All the lies. All the fear and all the anxiety that the devil brought in my life for six weeks. Look me in the eye. None of them ever happened. The devil said, and I'm gonna just name a few of them. And this is to this is to help you. This is to help you. Of all the lies, the devil, the fear and anxiety and worry that he's been throwing your way. The devil said, You're not going to pastor Calvary Assembly of God anymore. It's over. You're going to die. You're not going to reach that community, and the kids' ministry is over. Lie, 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 devil. I am here that we had almost 41 kids last Sunday. Come on. And I am more fired up. Listen to me. I know we're a little down this morning. But that ain't took my fire out. Listen. I'm more fired up than ever before to love on you and to care for you and to build this church for the kingdom of God. God gave me a second chance. Now I'm going to live for Him. I'm going to go after Him. And I'm going to love Him like I've never loved Him before. This is the second thing He told me. You know how you feel? You know how you feel like you you you're taking care of your daughter, you're dropping her off to school, and well, it's not gonna be long, it's not gonna be long, we you're not gonna be able that to do that anymore. Well, we start out seventh grade just this last year. I'm still dropping her off, I'm still loving on her, I'm still talking to her. Devil, that's the second lie you told me that hadn't come truth. Oh, the third lie. How about your marriage? You love you love that lady. You're sick, Kevin. You're dying of cancer. Looks like you don't have days ahead, just a little more. Just days ahead and you're going to die. I leave today, today, today I leave today for my honeymoon. My wife, my wife got a hold of my notes and I'm going to get her. My wife got a hold of my notes and she scratched through honeymoon and put anniversary. After you've been married for 35 years to the lady, anniversary. Come on, y'all can laugh a little bit more than that. Right off, you've got to realize, right off, you've got to realize that the enemy is after your soul in your mind. Secondly, turn every anxiety and worry thinking into a prayer until victory. Philippians 4 of chapter 6 says, be anxious. Listen to what he says with all that fear, anxiety, and worry. Be anxious, Kevin, for nothing. Kevin, quit worrying about this stuff. Quit having fear and anxiety. Be anxious for nothing. How much is nothing? Nothing. But by prayer, but in everything, in everything, in prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Are you having a hard time praying a lot of times because your mind goes straight to your worries, your fear, and your anxieties? Start off your prayer, and I'm teaching a little bit here. Start off your prayer with giving all of your anxieties and all your fears and all your worries off to God. Before you go into the rest of your prayer How many of you like me you dive into your prayer But I still got that fear and anxiety And that worry down inside of me And I'm trying to pray God said you just release all of that to me And then you pray The rest of the things that you have to pray for So yesterday I started that I said God I give him all my fears I give him all my worries And any anxieties I had I said God here they are You said for me to pray And to give them all to you. And now, God, I'm going in to the rest of my prayer. I give them all to him first. Philippians 4, verse 7, again. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, listen to this, will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. You will know that you have prayed enough. When you get the peace of God about the thing, situation, and circumstance—this circumstance, excuse me—that you're facing, do not do not stop praying until the answer comes. Do not stop praying. Listen until the peace that passes all understanding comes. That worry, that fear, and that anxiety—you keep praying until the peace of God comes. And brothers and sisters, it's coming. It's coming. I wrote this down. The old saints used to call it praying through. The old saints used to get up around the altar and they would, Sister Betty, they would bring their... They would bring their fear, and they would bring their anxieties, and they would bring their troubles, and they would bring their sickness, and they would bring their disease, mom, and they would bring all of that stuff to the altar. Have I got some old saints here that, remember some of them old-timey altar calls? That you, you got down, it was an hour before you before the other saints let you get up? I mean, I'll never forget this one time. I was a little, just a little, I mean, I, I don't know, I was probably about 10, 11 years old, and I went to a, as most of you know, a pretty strict Pentecostal holiness church. And I, we was just having an altar call. I was just a little kid. Went up there 10, 11 years old. And I think I was seeking for the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And this old guy got a hold of me, a big old guy. Big old. I mean, Some of you might know Petey Graham. He's a great, he's, a, he's still down at Brother Strickler's church. I love him. I love him. And I mean, he got down. And when he got down, started praying for me. And two or three other ones started praying for me. I mean, I couldn't get up. And I'm telling you, they prayed until the answer come. Come on, church. Can I meddle a little bit? We come to the altar, and we're up and gone three minutes. And we wonder why God is not hearing an answer in our prayer. If we want the results and the breakthrough that they got, we're going to have to do, Brother Dale, what they did. Sister? We're going to have to pray, and we're going to have to pray through. And we can pray until the answer comes. We can pray that we get up in the morning, we have that peace, and we have that joy. Because we don't have that peace, and we don't have that joy. We're not enjoying our family. We're not enjoying our friends. We're not enjoying our job. We don't enjoy coming to church. Because all that stuff is coming in our minds and worrying us. You got to pray, church. Look at your neighbor and say, You got to pray. You got to pray. The peace of God will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. The peace of God is going to guard, listen, your thoughts, your feelings, and your emotions. Guard here means to guard against a military invasion. The enemy, the Bible says, comes like a flood. The enemy brings the circumstances that you are facing with an all-out attack to destroy your faith in your Heavenly Father. He attacks you with this overwhelming fear and anxiety. Then this huge amount of anxiety kicks in, leaving you feeling hopeless. All of this is coming against your mind and your emotions, which is the spirit realm. And it feels like an all-out spiritual military Attack, But God said you counteract that with prayer. prayer. Lastly, by faith, believe and confess that God is your heavenly. And I uh, said this a few minutes ago. By faith, believe and confess that God is your loving dad and he will always take care of you. The book of Matthew says, therefore, do, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For after these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows what you have need of. Do not worry. Let's give the Lord a hand. Do not worry. fret. you are God's child. He has got you. The devil is a liar, number one. You realize what's attacking you. Number two, you realize that I'm going to pray till I pray through. And if you can't get through, then you get somebody else praying with you. And if that don't work, you call on the third one. And if that don't work, you get somebody else. You pray until the answer comes. And thirdly, you walk around And confess that God is your heavenly father. Then he loves you. And Satan hates that sister. Father, you love me today. I'm your child. I'm joint heirs with Jesus Christ. The kingdom belongs to me. The new covenant is mine, Wayne. The new covenant is mine, sisters. Oh, the new covenant is mine. In my kingdom, I'm part of the the king's kid. Why am I walking around in the wilderness if I'm a king's kid? It all belongs to me because my daddy, Tammy, owns it all. The Bible said he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. It all belongs to me. If my daddy owns it, I'm part of the inheritance. That means, Brother Wayne, joy is mine, peace is mine, Uh, healing's mine, prosperity's mine. God's going to do my kids prosper, my nieces and nephews and my family and ministry moving forward ahead. The congregation, God, using this church mightily. Why? All because He's my daddy. He's my daddy. He's my daddy. I don't know about you, but he's my daddy. He's my daddy. And he loves me, and he's going to take care of me. No matter what hell says, devil, no matter what you say, no matter what demons you may bring my way, I want to let you know he is my daddy. And you don't mess with my daddy. I want to close with this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This don't go here, but it does. I had a pastor call me, and he said, Would you meet me at the coffee shop? And I said, Yeah. He said, I just need the wisdom over a certain situation. He said, I helped pastor another church, and he said, I just don't know what to do. And I, uh, so we went, and I I can't say a lot about what it was. But this man was—I'll just say just just a piece of it. This man in this marriage was his wife was a was this pastor said was a godly woman. They had—I don't think they had any kids. But <clears throat> he told me he said, "Pastor, I don't know how to approach this." Said uh, their marriage is in shambles, and said this man is verbally abusing her, and uh, <clears throat> said he's fu- uh, he's physically abusing her. So I tried to walk him through all the process that I felt like for the young lady, that protection, and I just went through a bunch of stuff, and I felt like the Lord gave me. And I said, you know what? I said, either you can bring him to me, or you can tell him. But you know what I would do? I would look him straight in the eyes, and I would tell him, number one, every time you hit on her, Every time you verbally abuse her, you look at man right in the eye and tell him, you just remember that you hit God's daughter. And you tell him, God will take it up with you. And when God takes it up with you, fella, it's not gonna be pretty. So I suggest you quit beating on her and I suggest you quit verbally abusing her because if she's a born again Christian, she's God's daughter and I want to tell you, it might not come the next day, the next week or the next month, but he's going to have to take it up with God and then it ain't going to be pretty. It ain't going to be pretty. So now you know what I feel like, how I feel when a man is verbally abusing and physically abusing a woman. I'm telling you this morning, God's your father. He do not take it lightly when the enemy's beating up on you. And he's going to come back, and I'm telling you, he's going to take care of you. You hold to the unchanging hand. And God's gonna take care of you. Let's stand. Praise the Lord. Let's give God a hand this morning. Praise the Lord. Every head bowed and every eye closed. We're going to close in prayer, but we do have to, we do have to take up our do have to take up our morning, our morning offering. But I want us to close in prayer. Please, every head bowed and every eye closed. Because this is a I just this is a confidential confidential. Uh, altar call. So I want to know as a pastor, I want to know as a pastor, but maybe you don't feel like others need to know. So please, every head bowed and every eye closed, please honor God and and, and honor His Word this morning. I know you have. Uh, You've been a wonderful, wonderful congregation to preach to this morning. And I thank you and I love you with all my heart. But if you're here with every head bowed and every eye closed, please, you just slip up your hand and say, Pastor, this is just a confession of faith. Will you pray for me? Because I've been wrestling some with some, some anxiety and fear and worry in my life. Oh, wow. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Holy Spirit, you know what sermon needs to be preached. <laughs> Thank you for being honest before the Lord. You can put those hands down because it's confidentially. Now I want everybody just to grab someone by the hand. and We're, we're going to close in prayer like this. Hallelujah. I want you to let you know your pastor loves you, his wife loves you, my family loves you, and you're special to us. I'm a blessed pastor to even be able to minister to you, and I count that a privilege every week. I don't take that for granted. Because I love you, I want to pray over you this morning. Father, thank you for these sheep, they're precious. I love them, but God, I cannot begin to love them and care for them. I can't send them enough texts, enough emails, enough words of encouragement with just one moment of your voice. You can comfort and bring peace to them. Father, I pray for them this morning. Whatever their worry, whatever their fear, and whatever their anxiety is today, You've got them. And I am asking you, as you have asked me to bring this message. Now, Father, I come to you this morning. I'm asking you as, as, my, as my boss, as my friend, as, 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 as the one who takes care of me, I am asking you, will you go back now? And would you touch them? Touch their minds right now? they don't deserve all of this worry and all of this fear and all of this anxiety. It's brought on by the enemy, not by their heavenly Father. So Father, today, as we close this service, I ask you, will you walk with them? Every one of them, God, could wake up in the middle of the night where they normally sleep the devil taps them on the shoulder and wakes them up. I believe that. God, have them to look the enemy in the eye and not even give the devil the time of day to get out of bed. And say, devil, I bind you in the name of Jesus. My heavenly Father has me. And I'm going to roll over and go back to sleep. And I'm not going to worry about it. Because my Father's got me. We thank you, Lord. We thank you today. We love you so much. Thank you for your presence that came in this building today. You love your people, whether it's packed or whether it's not packed. You love your people. And God, I counted a privilege. They got up and they came here. A lot of them drove by 50 churches before they even got here. But God, they came here to worship this morning. And God, I thank you for them. And you honored them for coming this morning because of your presence bless them. You bless their husbands. You bless their wives. You bless their children. You bless their grandchildren. And you bless their great-grandchildren. And you bless their home. And God, I want to close with this. You bring them joy and peace in the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Stay standing. We're going to do our offering declaration. If we can put that up real quick.